Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Then I said, look, I have come, as is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, God, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told you, I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high I can't see my way out. They outnumber the hairs on my head. I have lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. Amen. for you, you can sit down for a second. And while the video is playing, if Travis and Arnold and Kayla and Talmadge can come up and join us here. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, as some of you know, we had an encounter yesterday. Yeah. There was some uh, fired up men and women here when I left. <laughs> Man, it was great. And uh, we have a few that would like to share their testimony and the grace and goodness of God in their lives. Good morning. Um, on the encounter, I, um, well, when we went up to the cross, um, I just kind of went up quickly, did what I thought I needed to, and then we were, it was a suggestion that maybe if you weren't there really all that long and didn't really receive everything that God had for you to go back. And I was like, oh, maybe that's me. So I went back. <laughs> Obedience is good. <laughs> and so I went back to the cross and um, it was kind of full on the one side. So I went around to the other side. And as I sat down, I was like, I shouldn't be on this side of the cross. I should be on the other side. And then God said, no, it's okay for you to take your place on the other side of the cross in victory that I have overcome for you. Wow. Okay, thank you guys for having me up here. Um, 
My name is Travis. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, sorry about that. So I met some amazing people yesterday. Uh, it was such a fantastic day. It's called an encounter for a reason, because I encountered God and Jesus, and that was very powerful. Those are an intimidating group of guys in the best way I could say it. So I started to come to church. Um, I was looking for something to basically heal my brokenness at one point. Um, I, was, I was stuck in a rut, and I wanted to feel something other than shame and sadness in my life, and I had tried everything, like, um, so I listened to therapists online, um, I had looked at, like, you know, uh, like, spiritual enlightenment, which is where they use the stones and things like that for good vibrations, which I found out now is a sin, so I don't go anywhere near that stuff. Uh, not happening, only God. So uh, these things would work for, like, a day or two, and I would feel not so bad, and then it was like the next day, it was like I was even worse. <clears throat> I was even worse. I was sadder, more shameful, and just even lower. So I came to the church, and I realized it was, um, I, I didn't know how to love. I didn't know how to give love to anybody or feel love or receive love. So it's a wonder why all the relationships in my life had suffered so badly. And, you know, I tried to put on this persona of this big, strong person, and then, it leaves me with nothing, like no, all fragmented relationships and nothing left. And so I realized that wasn't me. I needed to learn how to love. And uh, my first, the first question we were supposed to answer today is, what did I come to the encounter to overcome? Well, I came there to learn how to love and to overcome depression, anxiety, and a broken heart. And I overcame that because I realized how much Jesus loves us. And this is a quote from my friend Mitchell um, I love because he loved me first, and that's 1 John 4, 19. Mitchell showed me that quote. So I can love because he loved me. I didn't know how to love until I had that love put on me, and now I can give that love. Now I know what it feels like when I tell my friends, my family, bye, I love you. I mean it. I can actually say, I love you. Like, drive safe. I love you. And that feels good to love some people, and then when they say, I love you back, it's, that feels good. Now, the, the second thing we had to uh, answer here is, what did I learn? Well, I learned how much Jesus loved us and how much he really sacrificed for us, which is the pain he went through. The video we watched, that's what really stuck out to me. We had to see how much pain he went through, and that was very hard to watch, but I didn't want to stop watching it because I didn't want to be disrespectful to him because he went through that. And the craziest part of what I learned from that is the people that were torturing him and killing him he was doing that for them. And you want to tell me about love? That's love right there. You, have, you, you are torturing him, and he still loves you for exactly what you're doing to him, because that's God's will. Um, so where am I headed from here? From here, I don't want to stop spreading the word. I feel like it's selfish, and it's not completing the mission if the word stops with me. So I plan to tell my coworkers about it, my friends, my family. And just spread the good news. That's what we have to do. So uh, as my outro, I wanted to share something very personal with you guys. This is something, this is a quote, uh, a Bible verse that basically is very dramatically responsible for releasing Satan's grip on me and getting me out of my depression. And this verse is Psalms 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. And that right there, when I, when I read that, he heals the brokenhearted, I realized then I don't have to be brokenhearted anymore. And I don't have to have these wounds because Jesus died for that and he took care of all this for me. Amen. So thank you guys. All the glory to God for this. 
I've surrendered myself. I hope everybody does the same. This is amazing. Thank you so much. I learned how to speak in tongues yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Brian activated me. It's amazing. I can't stop praying in them. I did it all night last night, even on my way home. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Kayla. Um, so I've been in this church for about three and a half years now. I came to go to the Windsor Life Center, actually. And as, you know, a lot of people in this season um, during COVID, I lost a lot of self-care. Uh, I was working full-time, kind of filling in. And um, self-care is really important for everybody. And, you know, for me, that just diminished. It diminished over the months. And I realized I was getting depleted and depleted. And I got actually to a point that really scared me and I started craving alcohol again. And that was really, really scary. And I just kind of broke and I went to my boss and I was like, hey, we got to figure something out. I got to, you know, take care of myself. I got to work on me. And God really showed me how much kind of you know, deeper I needed to get with him. And so I knew I needed to come on the encounter. I knew I needed to find that real intimacy again. And he revealed so much that yesterday, like it was incredible, more than I could have even, you know, imagined or could have looked at. And I realized there was a lot of shame within me um, regarding even other addictions, I suppose, in my past. Lots of shame that's been with me since I was about 11 years old. And um, it was just a miracle to be in his presence again, just knowing how much he loves me. And it was actually really cool in the bathroom of all places. It's weird, I know. But... Um, <laughs> He was like, I've got you, baby girl. And um, for me, that's just so special. Um, I don't have a fatherly figure except for him. Um, he's my heavenly father, and that's all I need. And so to hear that statement, I've got you, baby girl, it just lifted me up so much. And so I'm so grateful for this weekend. Hi, everybody. How are you today? So I have a little different kind of spin on this whole thing. When I came here yesterday, the first thing I felt was the presence of God here. You can tell this. This was the, there was a must have been an encounter before an encounter because when I walked in, every every we were all interconnected here, from the person that I walked in to the person I sat on the table with, and I started hearing everything. And I said, God, what do you want me to know from this? What do you want me to learn from this? From what He died on the cross, and we have we all have that in us that puzzle piece of puzzle. But God says we have to. There's something we have to do. You know, all that stuff is good. I was raised in the church. It's easy. I, the Bible, Jesus, you know, he died on the cross. But you know what? I need to surrender my life to him. I'm done playing church. You know what? I'm done playing church because you know what? In this day and age right now, we can't be playing church anymore. We got to keep our eyes on him because if we don't, we're going to fall. Like Noah, I'm sure when those storms were storming and he was looking through that window, he wasn't looking at the storms. He was looking at Jesus. And Jesus is going to come back to a church without a spot and a wrinkle. And we got to wake up because you know what? I'm done playing church. And I got one verse to say. This is from John 4:17. Love has, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. And it says in John 1, 2, 6, he who says he abides in him ought also himself also to walk just as he did. So we got to walk with him, because you know what? There's no, we have to surrender our life to him, because you know that's what it's all about. And, and as long as we follow Jesus and keep our eyes on him, we can't go wrong. Praise the Lord. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank, thank you, you thank guys. You. Thank you so much Thanks for sharing. Guys. We had a good time on the weekend, and I'll just do a quick shout out to our team. Our our, our team did a fantastic job from uh, setup yes, and teardown to thank food you to, everybody. to the guides. Everyone really came together and flowed together, and we very value and appreciate all of you. Amen. So this morning we have a special treat. Um, we get to welcome to our house, Windsor Christian Fellowship, a friend who is, her name is Miss Cheryl Niemhart. And to be honest, we were supposed to have this wonderful lady with us at girl time. And unfortunately with COVID, when that happened, that all got uh, kind of canceled and we couldn't gather. So, but now we were fortunately able to bring her in and to welcome her to Windsor Christian Fellowship. She's from the Toronto area, so she's Canadian, yay. And uh, sister in the Lord. I Actually, we, this is the first time we get to meet in person. And you know how you meet somebody and you have like just an instant connection? And you just like, you've known each other for years and you could just tell each other like anything now. And it's like, you know, like she said to me this morning, like, you're in my tribe now. Like, you, like we're, in, we're in our tribe together now. I was like, that's it. We're in deep now. We're in. We're connected. And it's awesome. And I, I'm always sharing that God does things through relationship. God does everything through relationship. And it's so awesome how now through my puzzle piece and her puzzle piece, we got connected in relationship. And that's awesome. So can we welcome Windsor Christian Fellowship, Cheryl Niemhard, to our platform today to share us the word of God. <laughs> Love you, sister. We did the uh, praise God family. How are you doing? Well, do me a favor. Why don't you just stand on your feet? Let's give God a shout of praise. He's awesome. <laughs> Father, we worship you, God. Hallelujah. For all he's done, for every blessing, for every victory. Just take a moment, just take a moment and just thank him for your family. He's been faithful, he's been so good. Amen. Amen, it's so good to be with you. I love that we did the, I call it the Amish hug. We did that sort of side thing there. Uh, what a time we're in. Um, my last name is difficult to pronounce, it's Cheryl Nemhard. It's good to see you guys and um, I'm so excited to be here. Mary is my tribe, Pastor Mary, thank you so much for inviting me. And, um, you know what, God knows what he's doing. Uh, timing is everything and God's timing is always perfect. I know that for sure. Um, let me start my clock or else your girl will be up here until lunchtime. It's the Pentecostal in me, y'all. <laughs> We're just warming up, it's two o'clock. <laughs> I won't do that to you, I promise, I promise. Uh, I wanna greet formally Pastor, uh, Pastor RJ, um, Pastor Mary, and the Windsor Christian family for having me today. Um, I really believe in my heart, I just, I felt the weight of it all week long, and, and, and the drive, the four hour drive up here. Mm, I know I felt that in my spirit, mm, too. Because um, uh, there's a major snowstorm, if you haven't heard, coming down the pipe, they're talking about 10 centimeters. So we're debating on if we're going to stay or not and all of that. But the whole way here, I felt like I had a clear word from God for you. But before I could preach it to you, the Holy Spirit preached it to me, and man, I got slammed. And, you know, I feel like I want to ask you a question, just to start everything off, too, in fact. Here's the questions that I have for you today. What do you do when what's in front of you seems absolutely impossible 
to cross over? What do you do when the reality that you're in right now looks nothing like the promise God gave you? Anybody there? Anybody been there? It's a hard and tough place to be in. The not knowing, the not seeing, the not understanding, the not getting of what God is doing, and yet somehow we hold on. I want to read two scriptures to you that I feel are going to be such an encouragement for us today. Um, do you guys sit or stand? I, I, I didn't ask for the reading of the word. Just, can we be old-fashioned for a minute? Can we just stand? Get out. I love this. Be a little Southern. We're going to give honor to the God's word as we stand. <laughs> okay, Joshua 1, 6, 9 says this. I don't know if they have it for me. I did send it ahead. Hopefully, yes. Here we go. Feel free to read it with me. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous mm -hmm, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Listen to this. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? That's what we call a repeat. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Shout it out. And of good courage. Amen. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Someone shout amen to that one. Wow. Doesn't that pump you up right there? Let's go to Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. And this is 17. I'll, I'll read it to you. You can listen. And this is a moment, this is such a moment of standing on the promise of God. Here we have the three Hebrew boys about to be thrown into the furnace, threatened with death for not giving away their faith. And this is their response. I love it. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. Come on, somebody. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But get this. But even if he does not, that's that moment of not knowing. We want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Amen. I just want you to do one thing before you, we're going to be real Pentecost. We're going all the way. I just want you to turn to someone and just say, dare to hope. And then you can have a seat. You can, you can give them a little punch if you want, if you wanted to give, pound them with the fist. I don't know how you guys do it here. Just dare encourage someone. Dare to hope. Amen. I love it. I saw a lot of fist pounding. I'm, I'm all about that. The truth of the matter is, family, if we're honest with ourselves, if we take the mask off, you know, the, the church stuff for a minute, and we're just raw and real, here's the truth. Some of us are facing the biggest challenges of our lives that we've ever faced in 2020. Let's make no, let's make no mistake, let's make no bones. 2020 has been a hard year, right? 
it's safe to say that it's not, it's not what we signed up for. Can I put it that way? It's not what we signed up for. Like Joshua and the children of Israel, 2020 feels like the River Jordan. We don't know how we're going to cross through this. We don't know what God is going to do to get us past this. We don't even know what's on the other side of this moment. We don't know what life will look like, that new normal that people keep talking about. And it feels like for some of us, there's a huge gulf between the promises of God we were believing for and our present reality, right? It's that Canaan that seems elusive to us right now. I have the privilege and the honor of, uh, outside of speaking, to uh, be part of a team, a co-host of a show. It's, called, it's a national show called See Her Love. And it's a, it's a Christian women's talk show. It's like, it's like The View, but the fire of God, right? <laughs> And uh, it's part of the Huntley Street family, 100 Huntley Street, I'm sure everybody knows that. Okay. So we, um, just, just a couple of days ago, we were shooting for our New Year's uh, Day show. And I know, early, right? I like you. What's your name? <laughs> you could just be my amen corner right there. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm, all right. Um, and we were reflecting on the past show that we had. The, the 2019 to 2020 New Year's Day show, and they thought it would be fun to play it back. And so we were listening to our hopes and our dreams and what we were believing God for and the declarations in the spirit, and we cringed to no end. And we laughed till we almost fell down, and we almost shed some tears because everything we had hoped for, nothing was remotely close. And so they asked me, Cheryl, you know, we're coming up with the word of the year. We want to encourage women right across Canada with a word to hold on to. What's your word? I had power and authority. It's been six seasons. I've had, you know, faith and I've had, you know, uh, a revival and all these big elaborate words. My word today was trust. I'm just clinging. I'm just hanging on. And the word that resounded that I shared was hope. And I want to talk about hope today with you guys real quick. What does hope look like when you're alone, family? What does hope look like when your back's up against the wall? What does hope look like in the tough times? Because here's the truth of it. None of us can put Pastor Mary and RJ in our pocket. I'd love to somehow squeeze the praise team right here in my left and right. <laughs> it's impossible. We can't can the experience and the power and the presence of God in those services in our pocket. We need to know him for ourselves. There needs to be something deep on the inside that lives and thrives and burns outside of a Sunday experience. Is that right? Yeah. Thank you. Let's just air five, right? <laughs> So it's so important that we understand the meaning and the power of hope in the context that I'm saying it today. So for, for those whose hope is wavering, it's you that I've come for today. I've come specifically for those who feel like their hope is waning just a little bit by what they're seeing, by what they've gone through, by what they're experiencing in the world today. God is calling us to hope in him again. God is calling us to hope in his word again. 
God is calling us to hope in his promises again for our lives and our families and our nation and our community. God, and this is a tough one, y'all, God is calling us to hope in humanity again. Mm. God is calling us to hope in the church again. God wants to reignite our hope, family. And you know, when I was thinking about hope, I was thinking about this beautiful um, quote that I used to love when I was a teenager and I wrote it down and it's funny, I found it in my journal. I wanted to read it to you because it's hilarious now. <laughs> when you know better, when you're older and you know better, you do better, right? Listen to this, listen to this beautiful poem about hope. Hope is like a, I have to use the, the voice. Hope is like a drop of honey. It's a field of tulips blooming in the springtime. Hope is fresh air. It's a whispered promise. It's a cloudless sky in the perfect day. It's the punctuation at the end of a sentence. And here's the only sentence now that's true. And it's the only thing in the world keeping me afloat. That's hope. When you think of hope in that context, when you think of hope in the way I describe, that sounds so beautiful. But here's the thing, that hope can't keep you, family. Warm and fuzzy can't keep you in a global pandemic. Warm and fuzzy can't keep you in the global crisis that we are seeing all around the world. Warm and fuzzies can't keep you in the worst economic downturn since the depression. Warm and fuzzies can't keep you in racial tensions and protests and fear and worry and anger and hatred. Warm and fuzzies can't keep you through that. Warm and fuzzies can't keep you through the political upheaval that is currently going on and all of the tensions and all of the sides and all of the fighting that's going on about it. You see, it's easy to have a warm and fuzzy type of hope when good things are happening. It's easy to sing and speak and have faith here. But how will your hope fare when you leave this space? How will your hope fare when God seems silent? How does your hope fare when you and your wife and your kids are facing hardship? How do you fare when you're feeling utterly alone and isolated from your loved ones? I've come here to shift your thinking. I wanna shift your thinking from the warm and fuzzy ideal of hope to seeing hope as a spiritual weapon. To seeing hope as a weapon that you can wield against the enemy's worst blow on any given day. Hope as a shield that protects your heart and mind. I wanna give you three words, you've said them already. Dare to hope. Dare to hope in the God of your creation right now. Dare to hope in the one who holds your future. Dare to hope in the promises of God for yourself and your family despite what it looks like right now. Can I get an amen for someone? Here's my definition of hope. I want to redefine it today. And I want to leave it with you so you take it with you. Hope is this glorious, holy posture of defiance to the overwhelming darkness that would try to surround us. Can I say that again? Hope is this glorious, holy posture of defiance to the overwhelming darkness that would try to surround you. When life says crumble, hope says having done all, I stand, come on. When life says you don't have what it takes to brave the storm, Hope says, I don't have to, because I know the one who speaks to the storm. 
and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hope will say that you're never gonna overcome this. And I mean, sorry, life will say that you're never gonna overcome this, but hope says, I'm not just gonna overcome, I'm more, come on, finish that, than an overcomer through Christ Jesus, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta talk to yourself, right? Sometimes you just gotta talk to yourself, and this is one of those times. David knew that. David said in Psalm 42, I'm a Bible girl, you're all gonna get a lot of verses. In the next 15 minutes, it's like microwave scripture coming at you. Just hang tight. Psalm 42, verse 11, David said, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my, shout that word out, hope in God. I will praise him yet again, my Savior and my God. You see, hope in God is not a passive thing. It's intentional. It's active. It does something in the spirit. When fear and doubt try to overtake us and darkness is all around, hope recalls, listen to this, hope remembers who God is, hope remembers what he's done for us in our lives, and hope remembers what the word of God says we are in Christ Jesus. So let me close the door on a chapter in our lives in case we've been caught up in it and been beaten up and assaulted by it. I want you to just repeat after me. We're going all the way. Boy, we have just P-A-O-C all day. Here we go. Just say no more spiritual amnesia. <laughs> it's a new word. You're going to love this one. Say no more spiritual amnesia. What do I mean by that? Let's look, let's look at the cycle of spiritual amnesia. We're in a crisis. We cry out to God. It's a 911. We're white flagging. We need him. We need him. We need him. We fast. We pray. We cry. We gather family, friends to believe God with us. God hears. God answers. We breathe. We rejoice. We celebrate. We testify. We thank God. A storm hits and we're back. Not only to a place just two steps behind, but some of us go all the way back almost to the point of atheism. Follow me. God, are you even here? Are you even there? Do you hear me? Where are you? You see, the children of Israel were led by Moses. They were given their freedom from bondage and slavery in Egypt by a series of miraculous guys, plagues. We know the story. They saw God work through Moses to part the Red Sea. They wandered through the Sinai wilderness and they experienced their supernatural providence. Let me give you a couple of examples. Such as a supply of manna falling from the sky, water coming from rocks, the spirit of God being a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Can you imagine seeing the presence of God so active in your everyday life? They received divine revelation directly through the Mosaic law. As Moses came down from the mountain, God himself communicated his holy standard. And still, at the first sign of hardship, they forgot every bit of it, they grew fearful, they complained, they asked Moses, did you lead us here to die? They questioned his leadership. They were terrified of the so-called giants in the promised land. They refused to enter. They even turned away from God himself and built a golden calf because God wasn't doing the job right. Does that sound like some of us at any point in our lives? 
And now, after Moses' death, God calls Joshua to cross over the River Jordan just like Moses did. And he will step into the promised land that God told Moses about. And here's what God says to Joshua that he is saying to us today. That Joshua only needs to be strong and courageous and to remember all that God has done. There's a power. There's a, there's a breakthrough, family, that happens when we remember God's faithfulness to us in the times of storm. There's something supernatural that takes place. When we remember the times that God answered prayers for our family, for our marriage, for our children, when we remember the times that God was faithful, come on, somebody testify, in times of sickness, trouble, lack, when we didn't know which way to go, when he made that way out of no way. When we remember, we are reminded of the most powerful truth, that he is the same, shout it out, yesterday, today, and forevermore. God is the same through this pandemic. He is the same God through this global crisis. He's the same God in this economic crisis. He's the same God over these racial tensions. He's the same God through the political upheaval. He's the same God. He did not change and he does not fail. Amen. Isaiah 46 verses 8 to 10 says this. Do not forget this. This is that recalling and remembering we're talking about, right? Keep this in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past, for I am alone God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. That's the God we serve. Every plan, this is the word of the Lord to you, everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Family, the sovereignty of God is sometimes hard to understand. Can we be real? Can we talk in here? Can we have real talk? The sovereignty of God is sometimes hard to understand, but here's the best part. Here's the beautiful news. We don't have to understand it. We only have to trust it. We only have to hope in it. He asks us only to be strong and of good courage. And the word in Joshua tells us this, and this is my encouragement to you. He asks that we meditate on the word of God day and night and not to be distracted to our right or the left of whatever's going on. Hope is a choice. Can I say that? Hope, it's a choice. It's a bold choice. Hope is this glorious, holy posture of defiance to the overwhelming darkness that the enemy will try to surround us with. There are many that have dared to hope that have gone before us. We call them the ambassadors of faith. Let them encourage you this morning. Elijah hoped in the God of provision. When he remained in the posture of prayer, asking for rain in the time of serious drought, he believed God over and over after six reports of no rain, only to hear the answered prayer in the seventh. Imagine no, 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 no. Anybody, anybody tapping out at that point? <laughs> yes. 
Abraham dared in the hope, Abraham dared to hope in the God of his promise. He was willing to sacrifice his son, Isaac, on the altar, believing that if he should die, that God was all-powerful, all-knowing, that he could raise him up. That kind of faith I only long to have. I love this one, and I want to camp here for just a minute. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They dared to hope in the God of protection. A hope that burned brighter and hotter than any flames King Nebuchadnezzar could even throw on them. I love the three Hebrew boys. I love that story. It encourages me so much, but I want to give you a couple of things that I think it's saying to us today. Just like the three Hebrew boys refused to bow before a false god, risking death, we, and I declare this over this house, we will not fall under society's pressure to lose our faith. Amen. You ought to shout on that Amen. one. We will not fall pressure under society's push and anti-God movement for us to lose our faith. We will hold fast. Amen. The Bible says that they refuse to eat the food of the palace of the king because it went against their faith and they only ate vegetables and water. This is not a vegan moment, so just relax. <laughs> Although, I'm just gonna share because we're family. I'm on this vegan challenge. Y'all pray for me. Um, no, it's a real, look at the size of me. Pray for me, people. This is serious. Vegetables and water, this is what I'm doing. Vegetables, fruit, and water. Somebody fast and pray that Cheryl makes it through without hurting anyone. I don't wanna lose my witness. I don't, people know who I am. <laughs> I don't be like, what? What do you want? What? I don't want to do that. I just want to. This is not a vegan moment. But I actually, I actually believe that there's something far deeper, something far more important happening here. There is a lesson that's so huge. Can I share it with you? Just like the Hebrew boys refused the diet of the king, I want you to refuse the diet that the world is trying to feed you right now. The world is trying to feed us a constant diet of fear, hear me, of panic, a diet of hatred, a diet of racism, a diet of conspiracy, division, hopelessness, darkness. But we have the power to refuse that today and to hope in the word of God. Somewhere along the way, we as sons and daughters of the Most High God, if we're honest with ourselves, we changed our diet. Instead of eating and devouring the Word of God and fasting and prayer and those, that's our, that's our food group, right? We've fallen into social media. Oh. I'm not, I'm not calling any names, but there was a, there was a strong reaction to something. <laughs> Me too. I'm attached to that thing. But we've started to eat what the world has given us. And we are growing spiritually anorexic. Imagine that visual. My friends, fasting and prayer is where our strength comes from. Reading the word of God is where our identity, it's where our identity comes from. We who are set apart, we are not going to eat what the world feeds us. 
And when they refused to bow, the three Hebrew boys, and they were threatened to be thrown into the furnace, the lesson for us in that is this, from verse 18. Even if God does not respond to my prayer and my crisis in the time and the manner in which I wanted him to move. No, I need to say that again because you all didn't catch that. Let me personalize it. Even if God doesn't move in your life, in your crisis, in the time and in the manner in which you wanted him to move, will you still not bow? Will you still trust? Will you still be firm in your faith? If the answer was no. My prayer is that when you need it, hope will recall all that God has done in your life and the ways that he has made out of no way. When the three men were thrown into the fire, the Bible, we know this story, the king sees four. A reminder today that Jesus walks with you in the fire. He is with you through every storm. He is present in all of it. He is not surprised. God is not surprised by 2020. Can I say that? He's not surprised. He's not thrown. Hope is a weapon. Hope in our God is this glorious posture, this holy posture of defiance against the overwhelming darkness that tries to surround us. My prayer is that when you need it, hope will recall everything you need. I want to close with this scripture here. Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 to 23. I'm going to read from the New International Version. Praise be the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings, brings them down, and he raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in the darkness, and light dwells with him. This is the God we serve. May we never forget that in times of crisis. So let hope rise. Let hope rise today. Let hope rise in every worshiper. Let them sing their songs again. Let them cry out with their whole hearts again. Let hope rise in every intercessor as you begin to pray like never before for the nation, for the community, for God to move. Let hope awaken every watchman at the gate of this church so that they can see and blow and sound the alarm when the enemy approaches. Let hope rise and burn in every young heart. Let revival sweep over every youth and young adult in this house. Let there be renewal and revival. In the midst of the storm, church, we will do what? Dare to hope. Amen. I know I didn't, I didn't feed that to you well, did I? We will dare to hope. In the midst of the storm, we will? Amen. When our back is up against the wall, we will dare to hope. When it seems like all is lost, we will dare to hope. And when it seems like there's no present victory, we will dare to hope. I want to pray for a certain group of people today. And there's no shame in our game. Right? Never has been. Of him. We've got space. We want to take you back. We're going to talk to you after. Just pack light. Pack light our cars tight. Um, you're here today. And you're here for so many reasons, but the truth of the matter is, when it's all said and done, your hope's waning. You need hope. You're trusting for something, 
stuff's unraveling, money has never been tighter. You just don't know how God is going to do what he's promised. And I just want, we're just going to stand all over the house. And maybe that might be everyone, which would be so awesome. But if you need God to reignite your heart, to increase your faith and your hope for the big things, you're believing God for a promise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're believing God for a promise right now. It could be health. It could be healing for your family. Just stand. Just keep standing. You're believing for your family. Mm, Holy Spirit. You're, there's someone, I, oh, thank you, Lord. There's parents here that are believing for their children who have gone astray. And, and their faith doesn't even look like what you've poured into them. And they don't even look recognizable the way they're behaving or speaking or how, how their heart has filled with darkness and hate. We want to pray for that today. You're believing God for an, un, an unsaved loved one. Or maybe there's someone in the hospital. I'm going to ask Pastor Mary and Pastor RJ and if there's an intercessor you'd recommend, we're just going to all pray together. We can get a few people up. Yeah. Feel free to call on, you know, who your, who your prayer warriors are. We want to believe God today. The Bible says that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And any tongue that rises in judgment and condemnation, he will condemn. God fights for you. God fights for you, and he is moving in ways that are beyond our comprehension. We only need to be strong in this moment, courageous and filled with hope. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that you are the God that gives us hope. Jesus. Lord, for everyone that's facing a trial or yeah. a circumstance, everyone that's lonely, depressed, discouraged, anxious, afraid. For those whose marriages are going through challenges, Lord, and hanging on by just a thread, or it looks like it's broken beyond repair, Lord, I thank you that you're stirring faith that they could dare to hope today. Some that are isolated and alone, struggling with sickness, some are on the verge of going to the next life. Lord, I thank you that we have hope in you to look beyond the circumstance and the situation and we can see that you're working, you're moving, you're arranging things, you're building us, you're building our house, you're building our families, you're building our church. So this day, Lord, we look to you, the mighty warrior. We look to you, God, and you are our strength. Pray in tongues, church. Pray in tongues. Come on now. You are our hope. In Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank you that you would stir up your people. Stir us up, Lord. Stir up your children to believe that with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Father, we pray that we would not grow weary in well-doing. Lord God, I, I thank you that you would refresh your people with a hope and a strength, that you would renew us, that we would rise up on wings as eagles. 
Lord God, that you are the one that lifts us up. That Lord, sometimes it seems as though it gets it gets darkest right before the dawn, right before our breakthrough, God, it would seem like we are giving up. Father, I thank you that even if we have to hold on with our fingernails, God, we're not letting go of Jesus. We're not letting go of Jesus and that we're remembering he's the fourth man in the fire. He's in the fire with us. You're in the fire with us. And I thank you, God, that you are raising up your people. You're purifying us. You're lifting us up. And that we choose to lift up our eyes to heaven. And we choose, we make the choice to dare to hope in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The sovereign Lord has said, hallelujah. The captives of the warriors will be released. The plunder of tyrants will be retrieved. I am fighting those who are fighting against you and I am saving your children. We thank you. Declare it now, church. You are believing for a son and a daughter. I say right now in the mighty name of Jesus that they will come to their senses, that they will return to you in the name of Jesus, that the mind of their understanding will be enlightened. Dare to hope, mom and dad. Dare to hope, brother and sister. For God started a work in them and he is faithful to complete it. To completion. We thank you, Father, that your goodness will lead our children back to repentance in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you dare to hope for your son and daughter? Do you dare to believe for your son and daughters? Do you dare to hope for your children? Press in. Do not give up. Do not surrender. God is faithful. God is faithful. He loves them more than you love them. He is faithful. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Father, we cultivate an environment where you can move. We sang about it when we started. You are on the throne, God. And this is a holy place. And we are your people. And Father, we lift up the hallelujah to you because we know even before it is done, in you, it is already done. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We stand in agreement, trusting your word, knowing who you are, knowing that you establish us, knowing that you never leave us nor forsake us. And we know that this 2020, the enemy has done his worst. But here we stand, still standing, still standing still trusting still knowing who we serve who is in us who has established us and so we thank you father for those that were believing for healing those that are sick in our midst those that are crying out and like pastor said today we're doing our hebrew boy imitation and we're saying even if you don't in our time even if you don't in our way, we know that you are still God. And we know that you never forsake, you never forsake us. We know that you never fail us. We know that if we're not here, if you're not here with us, and if our life doesn't continue now, it continues in the next. We win now or we win later, but we still win. We still win. And so we take confidence in that. Because you called us, you saved us, you restored us. And we know we are with you in this life and the next. 
But Father, we thank you for that healing. We thank you for that healing in our minds, in our body, in our spirit. Heal us, Father, even from doubt. Forgive us for ever doubting. Forgive us for ever not trusting. Forgive us for ever not remembering. Because we can recount your faithfulness. You have been so faithful. We know this time, and this time, and this time, and this time, and this time. And so we know it will be now too. Help us to remember in our time of trouble your faithfulness so that we can stand boldly, that we can dare to hope, that we can dare to believe, that we can know with certainty the God in whom we serve, the one who holds all things together, the one who holds us together. You don't stand on your own church. He holds you. You stand so firmly and securely with him. Know that he loves you. Know that he knows what you're going to pray before you pray it. And know that the answer is on its way, even before the words leave your lips. Because that's the God we serve. He loves you. He knows you. We thank you, God, for answered prayers. Even those that are whispering in their seats. Even those that, that don't have the, 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 the English words to speak. And that the moaning and the groaning of their spirit be communion to you speaking on their behalf the Holy Spirit I thank you for answered prayers Lord in this place in this place in Jesus name is my mic on yeah just lift your hands as a prayer a few times and I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory come on declare it boldly for the battle belong let the church cry out let the church dare to hope come on and I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory come on why for the battle belong to just one last time all over the house. And I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. We declare victory now. Victory now. Victory now. Victory today. Victory tomorrow. Victory forever in you, God. Thank you, Sister Cheryl, for sharing hope. Have a listen, church, because we as a church can't afford to be hopeless right now. We need to be hopeful. Because there's a whole culture out there that's hopeless. We need to take the hope that he's given us. You know, I was so blessed last week. We got our four weeks of giving going on right now. And, you know, the, the CAS trees that they had in the floor, they were gone pretty well after the first service. We had to get some more so some other people would have an opportunity to be a blessing to some kids that don't have any hope right now. 
So I want to encourage you with the tithes and the offerings right now. I thank you, Windsor Christian Fellowship, for your faithfulness in this area. If you'd like to sow um, into our guest speaker and put an offering into there, we can uh, receive that as well today. And don't forget the four weeks of giving that are going on right now. Many opportunities to put some seed into some good ground. And if you're nervous and scared about your finances, it's time that we, the church, start stepping out in faith and letting the God of hope step in and get involved. So Father, we thank you for the great opportunity today to stand for you, to share love, to share hope, to share faith, and to sow seed. Lord, and I thank you for the seed that leaves our hand. May it never leave our life. And I thank you that you, Lord, as the tithes are in, rebuke the devour from our lives and our households. That as we stand on your word, that no plague will come near our household and our dwelling. That in the name of Jesus, you give us lots of multiplication, lots of provision, and everything we need and all of our sufficiency is in you. So, Lord, we don't look to the government or the economy or others. We look to you as our source today. in your people. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Have a fantastic week. We'll look forward to talking to you next time.